Parsha Shoftim begins with an interesting sequencing of mitzvah topics. As Moshe Rabbeinu commands the Bnei Israel to eventually instate Shoftim B'Shotrim, judges and officers, in that opening section, which largely pertains to laws of the courtroom, such as Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof, to pursue a righteous and fair judgment. But in that section, Moshe Rabbeinu inserts some seemingly irrelevant and random other laws. For example, he forbids the Bnei Israel from planting an Asherah tree, or a tree of idol worship, next to the Mizbeach. Moreover, Moshe Rabbeinu follows up with a command not to erect a matseva or a monument, Asher Sanei Hashem Lokecha, that which Hashem your God hates. And then Moshe Rabbeinu, for one last command in this little section, just before going back to laws about the courtroom, Moshe Rabbeinu forbids the Bnei Israel from offering any karbonos that come from animals that are blemished or having the wrong technical intentions when offering that carbon, both of which are described as a tuavas Hashem, an abominable thing to Hashem. Now, why exactly does Moshe Rabbeinu insert these extra commandments in with the topics of the courtroom? What does an Asherah tree have to do with judgment? What does a matseva that Hashem hates have to do with the courtroom? And why, in fact, does the Chumash even need to tell us that the matseva, which Hashem doesn't want us to erect, why does it have to emphasize that Hashem hates that? Like, we know that Hashem doesn't like it if the Chumash is telling us that it's usr. So why is it even adding that point? And what does any of this have to do with karbonos? So if you look in the Midrashim, the Midrashim make at least a connection between the planting of an Asherah next to the Mizbeach and judgment. There, the Midrash points out that as the Chumash is highlighting what it means to be a fair judge and what it means to be a corrupt judge, for example, not accepting bribery, not accepting a shochad, so the Midrash says that a person who instates a corrupt judge for example, one who will accept bribery and one who will, who will not carry out justice properly, that's just like putting an Asherah next to the Mizbeach. You might think I'm going to beautify the Mizbeach with this, but the Asherah is obviously something that's not okay. And perhaps this is the beginning to a, a little bit of understanding what exactly is happening in this little series of commandments. Because you might ask a very fair question, why would anyone think of putting an Asherah tree next to the Mizbeach? That's obviously, it's obviously a contradiction. The Asherah is a tree that was literally served as an idol. It was served as if it were a deity. And you're going to put that next to the Mizbeach? How are you going to possibly beautify the Mizbeach, Avodas Hashem, with something like that? But the answer is that is in fact how bribery works. That is exactly what corruption does. The shochad blinds and it clouds vision. It obscures our judgments. It obstructs our sight. And it makes us make decisions against our best judgment. And sometimes that can lead us to do the most corrupt of things. Things which are obviously against the Ratzon Hashem. Things which Hashem hates. That's why the Chumash has to tell us a monument that Hashem hates, don't erect. Why would I think to do that? But if I accept Shochad, if the Yetzirah has bribed me, whatever the cause may be, whatever the agenda might be, 
But once I develop an agenda that's not in line with the Ratzon Hashem, I can suddenly do anything. You can make an argument that something like smoking should be appropriate because somehow it helps your Avodah Hashem when it's something that's clearly damaging the person's body. I once heard someone try to rationalize that it should be okay to break the rules of Shomer Nagia to make another Jew happy, which is obviously against the Ratzon Hashem, obviously something that Hashem hates. But once you accept the Shochad, you accept the bribe that the Sahara is offering you, you've clouded your judgment, then you can make any decision that's against Ratzon Hashem and argue that I'm just trying to beautify the service. Thus, when describing these Isurim, the rules of being an important judge, Moshe Rabbeinu also says, by the way, if you're offering a carbon to Hashem, make sure you do it in a way that it's not a dirty carbon, it's not blemished, and make sure you're having all the right intentions. Make sure when you're offering a carbon to Hashem, you follow all the rules. Well, of course, who wouldn't follow the rules? Yes, but in a world where judgment and justice is decided based on my own view, based on the shochad that I'm accepting, the bribe, then all of a sudden Hashem's rules go out the window. Something which Hashem hates, we could rationalize and say this is avodas Hashem. When really intrinsically, it's a contradiction with the avoda, a contradiction in terms, something that's so inconsistent, so twisted, so corrupt, that that's what happens in the world where we accept shochad. We are now in Chodesh Elul, and the battle against the Eight Sahara picks up, and we cannot let our guard down. And the first step is to take a step back and say, with intellectual honesty, what is Ratzon Hashem and what is just a shochad that's clouding our vision? And that as Ratzon Hashem, we shall fight that battle, we shall say no to bribery, say no to anything that's against Ratzon Hashem, anything that Hashem obviously hates. And as Ratzon Hashem, we will have a view that's not obstructed by the Eight Sahara or by Shochad, but it is influenced and governed by the Ratzon Hashem.